Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who definitely could not fake cry like Sarah from The Bachelor, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, look, two of the three of us in this podcast are Bachelor fans. If you don't like that, I don't care. Keep on listening to our podcast, please. But I, look, The Bachelor is an amazing show. I don't know what was going on with Sarah, but this is not a this is not the Five Seconds of Fame podcast, which everyone should subscribe to. Uh, we, we, we will not be talking about reality TV today. Instead, we'll do a little bit of uh, sports. Uh, I think that might be a little bit better of a topic for today, Trevor. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. There, and it was a great week of sports, as always. Fabulous week of sports. Um, of course, let's introduce the third member of our podcast, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm ready to go. I'm Obviously, I'm not as happy as I was last week now that you know someone's back. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm Brandon, I, I'm kind of happier and i take that back i'm not happy you're back I, I wish it was just me and trevor again but it is what it is i'm ready to go i i am happy to be back with both of you talking about sports i have a lot of hot opinions and we have a super great segment at the end of uh the show today so stay tuned to that but let's start off let's get into a little bit of college basketball uh trevor yesterday we had all six overall top seeds lose uh which i believe if i saw correctly it was the first time that's ever happened you can correct me if that's uh, different, but definitely some upset mania going on in college basketball. So why don't you break it down for us a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is the first time this ever happened. The top six teams um, in the AP poll and, and maybe the top six teams in, in like the overall seed list as well all lost. You had Gonzaga. They were the number one team. They lost on the road to St. Mary's last night. Um, this one was just a game that St. Mary's pretty much controlled from start to finish. You know, they were the home team, right? So they have the home court advantage there. But St. Mary's is a really solid team. I'm sure, you know, you know, a lot of college basketball fans probably aren't thinking about St. Mary's, but they are ranked 23rd. They are 24 and 6 now after this win. And St. Mary's, they're a team that can win a couple tournament games. I mean, earlier in the season, they beat Oregon. Uh, they almost beat Wisconsin, who's like a top 15 team. And then they've played, you know, uh, obviously some other good teams. I mean, in their own conference, like I think we might have talked about a couple weeks ago when we talked about mid-majors. The West Coast Conference has like four or five really solid teams. So it's not like St. Mary's is playing a bunch of cupcakes. They are playing uh, some good teams, and obviously they just beat Gonzaga, right? So another good uh, win for their resume. Uh, to I mean, they were already probably an at-large lock, but this definitely helps them. Uh, you also had Arizona. They lost to Colorado. Big, Pretty big upset there, although Colorado was the home team. Then you had uh, the number three team. Um, in the country also lose, um, which was Auburn. They lost to Tennessee, which Tennessee was actually favored. Tennessee also really good team. Same thing with number six, Kentucky. They lost on the road against Arkansas. And Purdue, uh, they lost to Michigan State. I think all of these games, um, let's see, were all of them on the road? Number five. Uh, yeah, the number five they were team. on the road. They were on the road. So, like, you can look at it and you could say, well, all six teams lost. This is insane crazy and it is crazy because this has never happened it is definitely crazy but it's not as wild like not all of these are bad losses because all of them were on the road the only one that sticks out which is maybe kind of bad is I guess the Colorado one but even Colorado is not a bad team so um yeah I don't think these were a ton of bad losses for these teams but it's just interesting you know because college basketball we look forward to March we look forward to the upsets who's gonna bust your bracket who's gonna be the Cinderella and this is another year where it seems like we might have a lot of upsets because, like we've talked about, there's no clear number one team like there was last year. There aren't, there isn't, Gonzaga's not dominant. You don't, you don't have Baylor who's just like dominant and winning essentially every game. It's very up in the air, which I find really interesting. And I'm just very excited to see how this season ends. Uh, ben, looking at some of these results from yesterday, what was the thing that stood out to you most? You know, Trevor, I can tell you the thing that stood out to me most, and it's not basketball-related. Uh, we had two very appropriate cor uh, court stormings, and I'm all for it. Okay, Colorado's <laughs> allowed to storm the court over Arizona. That's justified. And St. Mary's is absolutely allowed to storm the court over Gonzaga. Even though St. Mary's is ranked, I don't love to see a ranked team storm the court. But when it's over the number one team in the country, um, I will gladly approve of it. So, Trevor, that's what stands out to me. We had two justified court stormings. Um, maybe you can tell me. I don't. I would assume none of the other three games were court stormings. I really hope Tennessee's not storming the court when they're ranked 17. Um, and Michigan State beating our, our number four Purdue team probably shouldn't storm the court. No way. No way. Uh, Baylor's going to storm the court. They're ranked number 10. So yeah, two very justifiable court stormings. That's what we love to see. That's the best part about college 
uh, college athletics is when you see a court storming that's not stupid and not irrelevant. Um, in terms of actual, actual basketball, I mean, you already said the whole St. Mary's thing, and, and I, we've talked about on this podcast the, the uh, kind of underrated West Coast Conference, especially this year with all those teams um, like a St. Mary's and like a BYU, like a San, like a San Francisco that aren't Gonzaga um, and, how, and how well they've been playing this year. Um, I'm still a huge Arizona fan. Yes, they lost. Uh, Me too. They lost a road game to an uh, to a team they should have beat, but I still love Arizona. And I mean, they're the youngest team in the country. They have the most freshmen in the country. Um, but I still absolutely think they are um, 100% a top five national championship contender. Um, you're going to lose conference games on the road. It, it happens unless you're Gonzaga. <laughs> but even Gonzaga did. Um, so I, I still, I'm still a huge Arizona fan. I do not think that this should be any sort of concern for Arizona. Honestly, I'm the type of person, you know what? Get that loss out of the way. That's good, right? Get that loss out of the way. It humbles you going into, into the most important couple weeks of the season leading up to the tournament here. Um, so I 100% am still on board with Arizona. I am 100% on their bandwagon. I, I love them, and honestly, they're, they're probably going to be one of my favorite teams to watch in this tournament coming up. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that because Arizona, I've watched them quite a few times now. They're probably my favorite team to watch in college basketball. I, I just love their yeah. team. They're, they have so much talent, super athletic. Ben Matherin, who is a projected lottery pick, is probably my favorite player in college basketball, I would say, um, which he hasn't been as good lately. Didn't play very well against Colorado yesterday, but he is probably my favorite player. Um one of the other games I wanted to mention that's separate from Saturday is a game I watched on Thursday. It was uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes against uh, Illinois, and Ohio State uh, took them down on the road. Uh, Illinois was the home team. You know, State Farm Arena looked pretty packed, rocking arena uh, in Illinois. Looks like a fun atmosphere. I might have to take the trip down to Illinois, which Champaign is about, I think it's about two and a half, three hours away from me. But I was, like, thinking about it, like, man, going to an Illinois game would be pretty darn cool um so that's you know something that maybe i'd like to do in the future but ohio state got the win um and the thing that i really wanted to point out was was malachi branham like this is this is my guy you know i kind of made the statement basically on our podcast after we watched him play in high school we went to columbus in december 2019 and we watched st vincent st mary play Syracuse, which obviously St. Vincent St. Mary is, is the alma mater of LeBron James. And we watched them play, and Malachi Branham was arguably the best player in the game, um, I thought at least. And I was like, I remember I said on the podcast, which we did like our holiday special, and I was like Ohio State, because he hadn't committed at this time, but Ohio State was one of the offers he had, and that was one of the places he might go. I was like, Ohio State, you better get him. He's an in-state kid. He's maybe the best player in the state of Ohio in this class at the time he was only a sophomore I was like Ohio State you better get Malachi Branham he's awesome and they did get him and now as a freshman he's been awesome for them uh lately especially the last you know month or so and now he's getting some draft buzz I mean yesterday I listened to a podcast the Game Theory podcast with Sam Bassini from The Athletic and they I think Matt Penny took him 19th I was a little shocked but I'm um, also kind of delighted because I love Malachi Branham. I think another mock draft I look at the ESPN one with Mike Schmitz. I think he was like 40. He was like in the 40s, like 41st, 42nd. So just shout out to Malachi Branham. And then EJ Liddell as well. We know what he's capable of. They really have like this dynamic duo in Columbus. So Ohio State, another team to look out for. You know, they're also really good. They're in the mix. They were ranked 22nd before this game. They're going to move up probably into the teens uh, come Monday. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh... I uh, hope they don't move up into the teams at all, uh, <laughs> but it seems like they might, because yeah. uh, they have a good record and they're beating ranked teams. Yeah. Um, but let's let's move on here to small talk trivia. Uh, what is our current scoreboard, Trevor? Yeah. So current score, uh, Brandon, you're in the lead. You have eleven and a half points. Naturally. I have ten points, and Ben has nine and a half points. Oh, Ben, you're slacking. All right, today we're going to start it off. Trevor, you'll be asking me a question. I'll be asking Ben, and Ben, you'll be asking Trevor. So, Trevor, you're up first. Okay, so I was having trouble finding a question. I wanted to find a college basketball question, and I did. But I am, I'm a little worried that you may have seen this, because I think there were people that mentioned this. But mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it anyway. I'm going to ask it okay. anyway, okay? Come on, Trevor. I'm, I'm ready so, to get I'm my I'm sorry, point. Ben. We'll see. We'll see if he actually knows it. Either like either you're probably gonna know it or you're not gonna know it, but let, let's see. Yeah, it's one of so, those questions. Well, the, the typical the answer is either know it, or you don't. So yeah, either know it, or <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. 
Okay. So in college basketball, and this stat goes back to 1948, 1949. So that's when they okay. started keeping track of uh, points, I guess, in college basketball. Okay. The question is simple. Um, which player in college basketball history has the most points for their career? So, so the most points in college basketball for their career. Um, that, that's really it. The stat goes back to 1948-49. So ton of players, obviously. But if, mm-hmm. if you know it, then, then you know it. You know, just a guy who, who scored a lot of points in their collegiate career. Yeah, we'll make this easy. It is Pete Maravich from LSU. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I like to point out, I knew that one too. So that was, that was, that was an easy one, Trevor. Thank you for my point. I appreciate it. It's like you uh, gift wrapped it to me, wrapped a bow. Uh, one day shipping. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate that question. All right. <laughs> next, next week, I'm asking a, a baseball question. As Ben. Okay. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, it's it's my turn here. I, I, okay, I know I say this every week. I don't think this is that difficult. I really don't. This is an NFL question, okay? Uh, what current quarterback leads the leaderboard for the most pick sixes in one year that he's thrown? Most so, pick sixes in one year. Yeah. So, and basically your clue is it's a current quarterback. Okay. So, obviously, I have... I have one person that jumps off the bat right away. Actually, mm-hmm. I have two people now that I can think of that jump off the bat right away. Um, it's a current player, so it's somebody that throws the ball a lot, or they throw the ball not very often, but they suck at throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, most pick sixes in a, in a season, you said, or in a yeah. career? And I'll even give you a, a further clue. Out of the two options you gave, one of them is not that plausible. I haven't even. I didn't even tell you what my who my people were. Well, though. you said it's either a quarterback that throws a lot or a quarterback that doesn't throw oh. a lot. That sucks. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm aware. Um, most pick sixes in a season. Can you tell me what the number is? Yeah, sure. Seven. Seven oh, pick sixes. Six. I was just thinking for whatever reason I was thinking six. Um, seven pick sixes, sixes in a year, dude. That's garbage. Um, who's throwing seven pick sixes in a year? Oh, Brandon. I really, I thought you'd get this, Ben. Well, I mean, like, obviously, there's a couple people I can think of, but I have, I have two, I have two names. There's one I'm more confident in the other than the other. I mean, I have two names. One seems like an easier option, but I, ah, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm feeling like the other guy might be more right. Um, man, I hate these types of questions. Uh, all right. Actually, another question for you, Brandon. Can you tell me what year it happened? No, 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 no. That should, but that shouldn't affect my. That shouldn't affect my. No, 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 no. no. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't like that answer. Yeah, that no, would the, the year would certainly help me, so you can't give it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, yeah, me too. I, oh, if I had it between two players, I would know the years of both of them, roughly. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, won't be given the year. You know, what? I'm gonna hate either answer I give. But, but that in a, in a sense is a clue. I think the year would give it away. All right, fine. I'm gonna go Jameis Winston. Final answer. Final answer. Yep. Yeah. Trevor, what would be your answer? That was my. That was my first answer. Yep. And, and that is. J- that is the correct it. answer. Okay. Uh, I was thinking. Twenty nineteen. Jameis Winston threw thirty one picks or yeah, something. Yeah, he threw thirty one so, picks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, threw thirty it, picks. Yeah. It I is, feel like that was kind of the. Odd. That's why I said I, I didn't think this would, the question would be that hard. Yeah. yeah. I was just afraid. Um, I felt like that was too easy. I thought you were gonna try to trick me there, and it wasn't. Who was? Who was your second? Who was the second player you were thinking of? Yeah, I'm curious who you guys. You guys other thought Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But but Sam Darnold seemed like the yeah. easiest too. But but Sam Darnold didn't have seven though. He might have had like four or something. Or that's three. the thing. Like, no, like, I I don't. He definitely didn't have four. I don't even see him on this list. Okay. He just seemed like an easy. He seemed like an easy guy. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> the next closest but James current quarterback was Geno Smith. Geno oh, Smith. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Okay. And Geno Smith had five. There's only two quarterbacks that had six. One of which is Peyton Manning. Okay. Because he's garbage. Just kidding. Through a lot. All right, Ben, your turn to ask question to Trevor. Right. Let's let's make it three for three, Trevor. You got to get this right. I love this question. I think this is an awesome question. I'm praying nobody's asked it before. I don't think they have. Okay. Here's my question. What in NCAA Division One athletics? Okay, so let's just think for the sake of it. Let's just think basketball teams. Okay, that'll make it easier. But Division One athletic programs. What is the most common, or you could say frequently used, nickname of all the Division One athletic programs, Trevor? What is the most common nickname of those teams? Okay, 
in the game that you see the most or you hear the Interesting. most? Interesting. Okay, the most common nickname. All right. I- I'll say I have I have two possible. Ideas. I had yeah. I have I have two that immediately come to my mind. I will say that. Um, there's two immediately that come to my mind. So if I get it wrong, then Brandon might have the same two, and then he might just take get the answer. So that that's rough. Um. Yeah, I'm just making sure there's no other team names that besides those two, but I think it's got to be one of these two that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I mean, because there's high majors with both of these nicknames. There's lower majors with both of these nicknames. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably got to be one of these two. If I just go through a lot of the programs that come to my mind right away. Yeah, so which one's more common? I think... I think it's the the first one I'm thinking of, but but it, but it is tough. Um, yeah, I, I think if I get this wrong, I think Brandon's getting it right with it with his other guests. So that's why I it's hope so. Tricky. I want to strengthen my lead. So the nickname that's most commonly used. Okay. Oh man. I I really don't know which one it is between these two, but I'm confident it is one of these two. All right, all right. I'm gonna give an answer. Most commonly used nickname for a division, or this is wait. Did you just say just Division One or just any any? Yeah, college? Division One, Division One athletics. What's the most commonly used nickname? So so Division One can like because college basketball there's oh I, there's 357 teams in college basketball, and in, in Division yes. One there's 300 or I think or so. 358 something like that. So, so in yeah, Division so One, just, college let's, for the sake of the argument, let's just say that because every team on this list is a D one basketball team. So yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah, but they're pretty much all. Are. Okay, so for, let's just just think of those teams. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go. Oh man, I, I'm going to be so upset if I'm wrong. I'm going to go with Tigers. I'm going to go with Tigers, Ben. That's my. That was one of my answer. options. That's that my, was one of mine, Trevor. That's my final answer. All right, Trevor. Tigers is incorrect. Oh now, to point out, that would have been my guess as well. That is number two. Okay. Yeah, and, Tigers and is I, number two. And I know what number one is. That was number two. That's a great guess. I probably would have guessed Tigers too. I'm but upset. that is incorrect. Okay. So, Brandon, I'm praying you don't get this one right. But what do you think is the most frequently or most commonly used nickname in Division One? So, athletics? there's a couple others that I think are big Wildcats, Eagles, and Bulldogs would be the other three that I thought of. Tigers is going to be one of my two. The other one was Bulldogs, but I feel like Eagles is a good guess. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of Eagles teams. You said Tigers was number two? Yes. But is, is there more Tigers than Bulldogs? Or Oh, this is tough, Benny. This is a good question. Very interesting. Um, I, I'll go Eagles, I think. Oh. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, let's just do it. Let's run it. Also, I'll go Eagles. Also, what if what if it's like a like you know, like so like Notre Dame, it's the fighting Irish. Like what if there's like a thing before the the Tigers? Yeah, yeah, that's considered, Eagles. I think. Because like no, no one's actually just the Eagles. Like you have like Yeah, the so like gold Marquette Golden College, Eagles. Whatever the, yeah. Marquette Golden Eagles. Is that does that count? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Eagles, by the way, but you know, that's your that's your answer. What was your other guess? I'm 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 sticking with Eagles, but what was your other guess? Uh, Wildcats is my other one. Okay, I'll go Eagles. I think it's Wildcats. Okay, so, the top four have all been named by you guys, okay? It is not Eagles, Brandon. You sure went with your other gut. It's the Bulldogs. Oh, Oh, no. It is the Bulldogs. Bulldogs one, Tigers Hmm. two, Eagles three, Wildcats four. So you guys named all, you know, the top four. Um, Bulldogs have a lot, and honestly, most of these teams, like, you don't think of it. Like, Louisiana Tech, you forget. Honestly, Gonzaga, you might forget. Um, yeah. Samford, the Bulldogs. Yeah. You, you got Fresno State Bulldogs. Yeah. And Drake hmm. Bulldogs. So there's a lot. There's a lot of Bulldogs that you Yale. You don't even think of as Bulldogs. Um, so there's a oh, lot yeah. of Bulldogs that are teams you just don't think of. Obviously, you, you know the big ones are easy. Georgia, but um, Bulldogs number one. You got 14 teams in Division One that are the Bulldogs. Tigers are second with 13. So Trevor, that was a fantastic guess in Tigers, but you were one off there. Uh, but I get no points. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Wow, rough one for <laughs> you today, Trevor. That was a good question, though. Very, yeah, very good question. Very good. Let's move on uh, here to our NBA topics. Um, starting off with All-Star Weekend a little bit. I know we did – you guys talked about it last week uh, because, you know, it, it happened that weekend. But you didn't really get into much into the game. 
uh, which the game was excellent. But Trevor, let's. I really want to talk about that ceremony at halftime. That was excellent. Such a neat representation of the league. I won't go into. I, I texted some of my friends about this. I won't go into great detail. Actually, before we talk about the same, I'm going to talk about it. Saturday night was the worst display of events I've ever seen on television. I, I, I could not believe how terrible the production was of those three events. The skills contest was confusing. The dunk contest was just terrible. I guess the three-point contest was whatever, but, I mean, it wasn't good. Uh, but we, we won't go into great detail. You guys talk about that. So let's, let's, let's get into Sunday, unless you really want to talk about it. But well, let's get into Sunday. That halftime performance of, like, the, the 75, or I guess the technically 76, the, you know, the 76 top players. I mean, that was amazing, Trevor. So oh, amazing. yeah. Yeah, it was. Because, you know, we don't... I mean, obviously, you know, the Hall of Fame, that's another place where we get to really celebrate the history of the league, right? Which, you know, happens every year. We do get the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Um, obviously, we, we get those ceremonies, and those are incredible nights. I really enjoy those because I love celebrating the history of the league. But this one... Was, was just different because obviously we weren't, you know, we weren't alive for the NBA 50, you know, the 50th, the 50 team, whatever. And I'm sure they probably did a ton of different things to maybe celebrate them. Uh, but we didn't see that. So seeing the NBA 75, you know, the anniversary team, even though, yes, it's 76 because there was a tie between two players apparently. But uh, even though it's 76, just seeing all of the players and not all of them were able to come, you know, some of them just had like their little tape video where they showed them on the screen. But nevertheless... It was an incredible celebration. And for me, the thing that I really loved most was seeing those little clips of like certain players interacting. Like you have, um, obviously, you know, the first one that comes to mind is when MJ's there with Magic and D-Wade's in the background. And there was probably a couple other guys in the background. And, and MJ's joking with Magic, like, you want to play one-on-one? I'll, let's, we can play one-on-one right now. And Magic just like, you know, just like starts laughing. Um, just like moments like that. And then you obviously had LeBron and MJ, you know, they, you know, they hug and you get like MJ. MJ was just great. MJ went up and like, uh, came, came behind Luca, gave him a hug. He was like interacting with a lot of like today's stars. And there, there were so many moments like that where we got to see players interact. Uh, I think Isaiah Thomas, uh, was, was talking with a few different players. Just, it was, it was so incredible. And seeing those little clips you know, wherever you could find them on Twitter or, you know, wherever they would show them. That was, for me, that was what I really enjoyed, just seeing some of the players uh, interact and, and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that. And then the coverage, I mean, seeing, you know, the TNT crew, which obviously the TNT crew, they've been great for so many years now, but seeing Shaq, like Shaq gave a little, like, four-minute, you know, kind of mm-hmm. monologue about, like, everyone who's helped him get to this point and just, like, you know, talking about all of the great players, you know, crediting like Charles Barkley, who was on set with him, obviously, and, you know, all of the other great players um, who have helped him. That was really um, awesome to see. So I, I, I don't know. It was, it was just awesome seeing all those moments, seeing the celebration of, you know, the history and then getting the NBA All-Star game, you know, in the midst of it where Steph Curry's putting on a show, has 16 three-pointers, and then LeBron hits the game winner and, there were a lot of, you know, great dunks, and the Elam ending is awesome. It was just a great night. I mean, for, for as bad as Saturday night was, because I agree, Saturday night was bad, Sunday night, in my opinion, totally made up for it, and I absolutely loved everything uh, that went on with the game and the ceremony. I, I wouldn't say it made up for it, because Saturday was so terrible. However, Sunday was a big success. I, I loved everything I watched, the All-Star game itself. It's interesting, the game has gotten better over the years, in my opinion, with this new format. Mm-hmm. And Trevor, you've talked a lot about the format on Twitter and stuff. I, I've seen you tweet about it. Um, but it's it's really, really, really great. Uh, ben, I, know you, I, know you, I don't know if you catch the game, but I know you definitely looked up at least some highlights. What did you think about everything that went on? Well, I mean, the NBA All-Star game is great, because... You have to you have to understand what you're getting, okay? It's not, I mean, like I wouldn't look at it as necessarily a real game. I mean, it, for for three and a half quarters, it's just who can throw the most lobs and who can shoot the most threes. And I love that. I have no issue with that. So the people that complain that well, there's no defense being played, it's like there's not really supposed to be defense being played, okay? That's not. I don't. I mean, like I get it. Defense is important, but I don't watch the NBA for the defense. Spoiler, okay? I want to see people make shots. Um, so it was great. If you're if you're going and you're looking for what you should be looking for in an NBA All Star game, which is who can have you know these highlight plays? Then every, you got everything that you wanted. Okay, obviously you have Steph Curry shooting 
I mean, just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, right? Like, he steps in front of half court, and, like, it's like, if he misses it, you're surprised. Um, and then, yeah, getting getting LeBron on that walk-off, and the reason why the Elam ending is so great is for, for that exact situation, right? Obviously, a downside of the Elam ending would be, like, if it ends on a free throw, because that's kind of lame. Yeah. But the the best part in, you know, the... I guess you could say the the peak of the of the possibilities of the Elam ending are shots like that where you have this fadeaway jumper or maybe even if it's like a long three. Everything that the Elam ending is supposed to represent, we saw with that shot. You have you know the best case scenario for the city of Cleveland to shoot that shot is LeBron James, and he shoots this garbage shot with fading away with two people on him that somehow goes and it doesn't look like it's gonna go in when he shoots it. Um, so yeah, it was a fantastic game, and again, it, it's everything that was that was awesome about the NBA All Star Game. Everything that's great about the NBA All Star Game we saw um, in that game. So I I, I loved it. I, I watched the highlights a thousand times, and honestly, I probably will watch them again at some point because it really was a fantastic game, and it was it was so cool to see just how amazing those players are. Yeah, I I mean everything about the NBA All Star Game is is typically pretty fun. Obviously, Saturdays wasn't the best, but. That halftime show, I, I, there's, it's so neat to see that many great players all together. Uh, it really, really is. Well, let's keep it moving, though, Trevor. Um, next up here, we, we we got some you know interesting stuff to talk about. DeMar DeRozan has been on a tear. He did just get ejected yesterday. or Yeah, yesterday, but uh, he's he's been scoring a lot of points recently. Yeah, absolutely. And DeMar DeRozan, I mean, I you know, obviously I have a lot of Bulls fans that I talk to that obviously love what DeMar has been doing this season. And I've watched quite a bit of the Chicago Bulls because obviously I, I can watch any of their games because I have NBC Sports Chicago. So I can watch literally any Bulls game I want. Um, but yeah, he's been incredible. Wow, weird flex. <laughs> Over- yeah, we get it, Trevor. Jeez. You're so cool. You can watch the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and 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 Brandon, he can record it on his DVR. Yeah, yes. he can record yes, I can. it. <laughs> which, which side note? YouTube TV. If you're looking for a streaming service, don't know which one to go with, and you watch a lot of live sports, YouTube TV. That's that's the go-to. Um, Trevor, we are not sponsored by YouTube TV. Wait, yeah, we're not. No free TV. advertising. No one get YouTube TV. <laughs> they have not paid us for this ad. Trevor just learned about uh, TV recordings the hey, other day, and hey, this he's very the, excited about it. Trevor's like 15 years behind everyone else. <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can not watch it and then still watch it, and it's the greatest thing ever. This is a good, this I is would, a good marketing. I, I wish you could like though. post like, a screenshot up right now as everyone's watching of, of Trevor realizing he can record things. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I went a lot of years without a DVR, and now I have it. It's pretty awesome. But nevertheless, um, DeMar DeRozan, he's been awesome, you know, averaging about 28 a game this season. And over the last eight games before last night, uh, he had scored 35 plus and I think over 50% shooting uh, for eight games in a row, which hadn't been done with the Bulls since Michael Jordan, obviously. So incredible stretch he's been on. I have him kind of, if I'm looking at the MVP race, I still have the top three of Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis in some order, but DeRozan's that. LeBron's not in there. That's a shame. Well, LeBron's team, LeBron's team's like five game, five games under five hundred. They're like the nine seeds. So well, I that's not important you know. for the MVP it, award. It is, Russell Wilson's it is important. Winning. He's trash. Russell Wilson and oh, Russell Wilson was in the NBA. Okay, no, just um, or Russell Westbrook. <laughs> You're good. Um, I got I got football in my mind. Yeah, you're good. So Demar's been awesome, and his story is even more awesome. Seeing everything he's done, uh, there was an article I read on the Ringer uh, by Miran Fader, who's just a great writer. She wrote a story about Demar Derozan, um, you know, revolving around like a lot more more angled toward his life than necessarily his basketball career. But it talked about how he was a leader of like you know the mental health stuff a couple of years ago, like him and. Then, uh-huh. That's how, yep. obviously, we saw what, like, Kevin Love talked about, too. He was a leader of that and just talked a lot about, you know, some of the losses he endured with, like, family members and friends. And, um, you know, just, just it was it was a great article. I recommend that everyone go and read that article, um, again, by Mirren Fader on The Ringer. Incredible article. And so DeMar has been great. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, they've been on a rise I think they're nine in. Well, I think they're eight and two because I think they. Or no, 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 they're nine and one in their last ten. So the Boston Celtics—they've been on quite a run. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, obviously they've been awesome. But now they're starting to get more contrib- contributions from the role players. You know, they bring in Derek White from the Spurs. He's been a really nice fit. Marcus Smart has stepped up. You know, there's been a lot of questions about like, oh, the Celtics—they need a point guard. Well. 
Marcus Smart has kind of stepped into that role. He and you know he's playing more like a typical point guard. He's playing very well, and their defense has been incredible. Um, I think the Celtics right now have the best point differential in the East, um, and they've been you know arguably the best team in the NBA over the last you know month or so. Just looking at their win loss record, so Celtics have been great. Last thing uh, in the NBA, small baller of the week, it's got to be CJ McCollum. Uh, CJ McCollum, since being traded to the Pelicans, is averaging around 28, 29 points per game. Uh, I think in the last game he had like 32. So he's been very mm-hmm. consistent as the main scoring option for the Pelicans. And the Pelicans, you know, obviously there's a lot of Zion stuff, which we're not going to talk about that today. Um, but the Pelicans, they're still trying to make this push for the playing tournament. And with CJ McCollum, uh, the run he's been on, they might have a shot. So. Uh, really great to see CJ McCollum, you know, from the three three zero Canton, Ohio. So good to see him uh, playing well. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we'll we'll keep it moving to our last topic of the day, which I've been very excited and I've been looking forward to. Um, we have our quarterback rankings, updated quarterback rankings, I should say. Um, and you know, this is just me and Trevor. I don't remember what episode we did it last time. We probably should link the episode, Trevor. Do you remember what episode it was? Um, I don't remember specifically what episode, but it was in, I think it was early December last year. So de- it will, so it'd be 2020, early December, 2020 was when we did it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I'll try to find the episode and link it if I can, uh, so you can compare, but all right. So here's how we did it. We're doing our top 25 quarterbacks in the NFL as of this past season. Um, it's not necessarily ranking specifically on last season. However, that's the most recent play. So you know, that's going to take a great deal of consideration in our rankings. Trevor and I both uh, have five tiers of quarterbacks in our top 25. So how, how many is in your first tier, Trevor? So I have uh, I have four in my first tier. Okay. I, yeah. I also have four. I'd imagine we're going to have the same four. Um, so you go ahead. You can start. Yeah. So I have them in this order. I have Patrick Mahomes at number one, Josh Allen at number two, Tom Brady at number three, and Aaron Rodgers at number four. Okay. So, I, I mean, I have the same four in a different order. I have Rodgers at one. I mean, just one MVP. I have Mahomes at two. Mahomes would have been at one for me, but Rodgers won MVP. I feel like that's reasonable. I got Brady at three. I mean, Brady played at an MVP level, and I got four as Josh Allen. So, so relatively the same top four. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm surprised. So, you have Rodgers at, at number one. What, so, I, I yeah. think, yes, he won MVP. And I actually, I would have had, I might have had Rodgers at number one if we did this a couple months ago. But what, what's your explanation on Rodgers over Mahomes right now? I have one of them won MVP and one of them didn't. Right, right. But then in the playoffs, what, what about in the playoffs then? When when Mahomes, yes, I know, I get the Cincy game. But before that, he was awesome. And then Rodgers, I mean, zero touchdowns. I think it was like 20 of 29. And the Packers only scored 10 points against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to chalk that up to your recency bias, uh, Trevor. But I, <laughs> I think, playoffs. I mean, you look at the... You look at their season as a whole. I mean, Rodgers hasn't been great in the playoffs. I agree. And I personally love Mahomes. Um, but, I mean, as of right now, Rodgers won MVP. He was considered the best player in football. How could you not put him at one? Uh, is that unreasonable, Ben? Where would you put these four, Ben? Just these four. So those four, I, I agree with you guys. And I think that's not a, that's not up for debate. Those four, I would if I would make it a tier, I'd put those four in my top tier. Um, I think I, I think I got to go Mahomes at one. I just think... Yeah, I debated about putting Mahomes at one. I I do think Allen is last, and I think Brady is third. I agree. I think I would I would put Allen at four. I think he deserves to be in that in that tier, but I wouldn't put him one, two, or three. I'd put Allen at four. I think I I gotta go Mahomes at one. I just think he's a better quarterback right now. I think if I'm looking at yeah. him, he's the better quarterback. Now Aaron Rodgers has the better stats, and that's why he won MVP. But I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. If I'm watching the just if I'm just looking at who 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 is the best quarterback, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Um, then I'd probably I'd probably go Rodgers two Brady three Allen four so very yeah. similar to you guys and you guys I mean you guys have similar lists but I think yeah. the biggest difference there I think I'd, I'd flip Rodgers and Mahomes from what Brandon had. yeah I actually I originally had Mahomes put before Rodgers and I was like wait one of them won MVP you know how could we just like skip out on that fact so, yeah yeah so that's totally. why I did it for right now but I I don't mind the Mahomes over Rodgers take at all Benny yeah I just. I, yeah, I just, I mean, I weigh the playoffs very heavily, right? So just looking at, I mean, this is the most important stage, right? And then, so my reasoning for putting Josh Allen at number two, which obviously I, I struggled with that one, but looking at this is now 
the the season where he this is the second season in a row where he's had amazing stats. I mean, he's what thirty six touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. He was really good in the regular season, and then the playoffs. He was pretty, I think, pretty clearly the best quarterback in the playoffs. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, 77% completion percentage. And yeah, he can run he the ball, good. too. He had 134 now, rushing yards in two games. So he has the ability to run the ball. Like, he, there's just so many different things he can do. And I think he's, I mean, obviously, Tom Brady can't run the ball. Aaron Rodgers can't run the ball to the same capacity that he used to. I, so I, I think not he's, the same. Rodgers he's can more, move he's more dynamic. I, I just think, like, all of the things that Allen is a bit— all the things that he can do right now from what we saw in the playoffs, I think he's more dynamic than Rodgers and Brady, so I give him the nod. Yeah, I, I think there's there's two things that you're missing out. Number one is that 15 interceptions, a lot of interceptions, that's not that good. Um, now, this is probably not his, this wasn't his best year, and he still played really, really well. Um, but Rodgers threw like three interceptions and had 30-some touchdowns, and he mm-hmm. missed a game. Um, yeah, which is yeah, pretty sure. insane. Additionally, Mahomes played horrendous against the Bengals the first time and in the second half of that Bengals game. I've never seen a quarter that played that bad um, in a half. Um, but let's let's keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Go to our second tier. So our second tier, I have let's see, three, six, or seven, seven. I have yeah. seven names in my second tier. Yep, same. Five, five through 11. So why don't you go ahead and list yours off first? Yeah. I, I did mine first. Last yeah, time. so here's my order. Five through 11. Uh, I have Matthew Stafford at number five, Joe Burrow at number six, Dak Prescott at number seven, Russell Wilson at number eight, Justin Herbert at number nine, Lamar Jackson at number 10, and Kyler Murray at number 11. Interesting. So I wouldn't say mine's overly well off. I have five as Burrow. Six is Herbert, seven is Lamar, eight as Stafford, nine is Russ, ten is Dak, and eleven as Kyler. Okay. And I feel more confident about my four or my twos here than yours, and let me explain why. Burrow, I would have not put him here, but he just made a Super Bowl. I mean he played amazing, don't get me wrong. And I texted you guys right when the Super Bowl was over. You guys remember, I for the whole playoff season, I'm like, I'm not putting him better than Lamar. And I think it was reasonably put 1-1 in MVP at a point in time. One's in his second year. However, Burrow did something Lamar has not done yet and make a Super Bowl, which, like you said, Trevor, is the ultimate goal. That puts Burrow at five for me. I, I think that's fair enough, Ben, right? I agree. Yeah, I think he should be number one, but whatever. <laughs> I have Herbert at two because Herbert and Burrow, their stats are. I mean, you could argue argue Herbert has better stats than Burrow this past season. He does, I, I, and I think it's a pretty decent argument. I mean, he if, does. You, if you, if you, yeah, if you directly compare them, I mean, he had more yards, he had more touchdowns, um, he had a better completion percentage. Well, he, well he, Burrow has the completion percentage, but Justin or, Herbert, me, yeah, yeah, Burrow has the completion percentage. Um, he had yeah. one more pick, but he had more rushing yards, more rushing touchdowns, less fumbles. Um, it wasn't one more game though, so you know it's not. Let's not and, forget like, that. Uh, way more attempts, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, you know it's it, it, well, Ben. I didn't. I didn't put her. Don't get on me. I didn't put <laughs> Herbert in front of him. I'm just. I'm just making sure the listeners know the facts that Justin Herbert threw the ball way more than Joe Burrow did. That's why he has more touchdowns. Yeah, and more yards. I I put Lamar at seven. You have him way too low. That's sad, but uh, Trevor. <laughs> Lamar Lamar's thirty-seven and twelve in games he's played in. He's he has a better record than any quarterback. Or you're, better statistical record on any quarterback that's played more than three seasons. Yeah, it's not even really. Yeah, that close. you're including stats from 2019 in your Lamar case. I, I his his the, his year this year. I mean, he only played 12 games and he played well in those 12 games. At a point in time, he was on pace for over six or almost 6,000 yards. So how, how, it wasn't like after game one. It was like how, game six. How well can we say Lamar played when he had 16 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, though? How how well can we say he played? He had a lot of picks, but played? again, he only played in 12 games. But you also got to remember, he, he runs the ball some. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It, you know, you have to consider sure. that. He had, he had, in 12 games, he had, he had almost 800 rushing yards. And he averaged 5.8 yards a carry. So, I mean, again, it's. I think it's tough to, to put... I, I told you guys earlier, the hardest people to rank were going to be Brady, Roger, or Brady, Burrow, and Lamar. Because Lamar, it's tough because he... Don't get me wrong, he hasn't played great. But in games he does play, it always seems like he plays really well, and he wins almost every game. And yeah. I think everyone else in this category is reasonable to put him over. Stafford this past season was great, but Stafford had the best offense in football by a mile. You know, so I, I I feel as if Lamar Jackson's throwing to Marquise Brown, who dropped six balls this year. You know, like mm-hmm. it's yeah, there's levels yeah. to it. 
for sure. Russell Wilson took a significant dive this year. Even in games when he was healthy, he didn't look him like himself before he you know his th- hurt his thumb. So I think Russ at nine is reasonable. I love Dak. I honestly would put should I should have put Dak over Wilson. Um, I, I I think Dak had a great year, um, and he's a really really great quarterback. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. I just would. I, I think he's way, way better than, than Dak, and he's more electric. That's just who I'd have. However, I could take a Dak argument over him. Kyler Murray's yeah. not better than Lamar Jackson. That's not even close. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, so... So that's why I put him at seven. I don't feel as if any of the other of those, besides Herbert and Burrow, I think have a true reason to be ahead of Lamar. I mean, Lamar won an MVP award. In, in, uh-huh. He has a better record in all of his games than everyone, pretty much. He made yeah. the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. For sure, you know, so, so you made the Pro Bowl only playing twelve games. Yeah, so I don't have too many. I don't have too many complaints because we did have the same uh, tier two. But my, so my, because you had, where, where did you have Stafford? Where did you have Stafford? Stafford, I have him right behind Lamar at eight. So it's it's funny now that I'm like making the Stafford argument because last year you were like telling me, oh no, you're you underrating like Stafford. Wait, you're, you're, you're underrating Stafford. But now I, I watch, I watch, I've watched a lot more Rams games this year than I watched Lions games last year. So maybe it was. A little me not watching the Lions enough last year to see Stafford's true greatness, but what but he, here's here's what's interesting yeah. though. Look at Stafford's teams when when he had Calvin Johnson. That's what Lamar had this year. He had Mark Andrews. He had mm-hmm. no receivers. They they had I think the second most drops in the league. They were on their ninth running back. So like I, he played better than Stafford did in Detroit. How could you put Stafford over him? Well, I can because how, looking looking at his stats, I mean, 41 touchdowns. Yes, he has the 17 interceptions, but the 41 hey, touchdowns. The and then you go to the playoff. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Yes, I it's mean, a really good offense and a good team. But winning the Super Bowl, having nine touchdowns, only three interceptions in the entire playoffs, um, those numbers are pretty much just as good as Mahomes' numbers, actually. And then he was – I mean, he went up against that 49ers defense, and he still played pretty well, like – that 49ers defense, which I, I think was the best defense in the NFL, um, Dak really struggled with it, and then Aaron Rodgers really struggled with it. Stafford did a better job, and, and maybe he has a better you know support system than those guys do, But although I think Dak and Rodgers have pretty good offenses. But Stafford still played pretty well against the 49ers and then also went up against a Bengals defense that was also, you know, I mean, Mahomes struggled against the Bengals defense. Tannehill was downright atrocious against the Bengals defense, and Carr wasn't very good against the Bengals defense. So Stafford at least played, like, decent. I'm not saying he was great, but against a really good defense, two really good defenses in a yeah. row, he, he had pretty good performances in huge games, a conference championship and a Super Bowl. So I had him at five. And then the rest of the—I mean, again, like, I have, I, have da- I have Dak at seven and Lamar at ten, so I think Dak is better. Just like looking at this season, looking at the stats, it's just it's hard for me to to look at right now and say that Lamar is better than Dak. But you know, who knows? Let, you know, let's see if if I hope Lamar does get more weapons. I hope he does get more help because I would like to see what he could do. Yeah, I mean, it's if you take just those the games that Lamar actually played in, he, besides interceptions, he has better stats than Dak. So so I don't know, I don't know about that, but that's okay. Let's keep on moving along. Our third quarterback tier, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, I think, if I kind of correctly, six quarterbacks in this tier. How many How many do you have? Yeah, so this is the point where it's like, I, I don't really know. Like, it's it was hard to even, like, distinguish mm-hmm. where I'd put my, yeah. the tier line oh, wait, at. wait, 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 one thing, Trevor. Yeah. Ben, whose list did you like better out of the twos? Oh, in tier two? I probably would go with Brandon. Um... And honestly, it's because of one player, it's Matthew Stafford. I, I hate Matthew Stafford. Oh, you, um, <laughs> but why do you thing. hate here's Stafford? Because I think he's overrated. No, he's not overrated. He's I don't overrated. think he's a top five quarterback. That's the, my no. I I, okay. I do agree. That's too high. Um, he's not top five. I just think. And again, if anything, I'm, he's underrated. I'm I mean, look biased. Look what Trevor I, butchered him two years. I'm ago. extremely biased. I will hate Matthew Stafford for the rest of my life. But <laughs> I just think a lot of times what you get from with Stafford is you get kind of average play for three quarters and then he plays well in the fourth quarter and that's what people remember i get that but i mean look at the super bowl he did, he did not play well at all for two quarters no he no he really didn't play that well in he was garbage good, for two man. quarters and especially um, especially after I agree, odell went but out I'm just he saying, really didn't play good if i mean we're talking top five quarterbacks i'm gonna be picky here um so i i agree, I agree he's I, in I that second tier reasonable to do that I agree he's in the second tier. I just wouldn't put him at five maybe yeah and that, that's my biggest issue with trevor's list there um other than that i mean your guys' lists are fine 
I would put Lamar in that, yeah, that 10 to 7 range. Um, I I might say that – I think I – and I also agree with Brandon in terms of I think Lamar is better than Dak. So Trevor putting Dak above Lamar, I don't know if I agree with 100%. Okay. Seems like you'd agree with me he's at 7 then, Benny. Yeah, right around – yeah, sure, right around there. Whatever. I mean, again, he's a running back, so like it's kind of an asterisk on this list anyway. He shouldn't really be on this list, but it's whatever. That's fine. Put him at the number one running back. I'll be cool with that too. You know? Don't matter to me. You can call him whatever position you want. He wins. All right, let's go through our threes. Uh, I, I'll go first this time. Number 12, I have Derek Carr. Uh, 13, I have Kirk Cousins. 14, I have Ryan Tannehill. 15, I, I know it's going to be a controversial one because you don't like this player. I do. 15, I have Jalen Hurts. 16, I have Matt Ryan. And 17, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. All right, interesting. So I, I only, again, it was it was hard to separate my tiers. I only had four players in this tier. Um, and I think, uh, we were actually pretty similar. So I had Derek Hart at number 12, Kirk Cousins at number 13, Ryan Tannehill at 14, and I had Matt Ryan at 15 in that third tier. So not, you know, not too much difference. Um, I have Jalen Hurts in my yeah, next wow. tier. Yeah, wow, it's like almost the exact same on those four. Yeah, I have Hurts in my next tier, so so we'll get there. Um, so who, but yeah. who's, who's your, uh, well, I guess we'll get there in a second. I mean, I guess there's not a lot to say here. We have basically the same top four here yeah. i mean i mean these are all guys. i wonder if you, you have hurts at 16 you probably don't but do you no i have them a little i have okay. them a little lower um okay i mean basically i mean three we have those first three right or yeah same these are guys because so. like when we're looking at the tiers like the tier one those are guys that can like come i think can take over like they can take over they can have just like these incredible yeah. performances tier two is kind of like you can certainly win a super bowl with them but you need you know you need things to go right i think you need good teams around them, generally speaking. And then the third tier is like, you need a lot of things to go right. Like having Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, you need like a, a ton of things to go right for them to be Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I would say. Honestly, the more I look at it, I think I would put Hertz and Ryan in that fourth tier that I have. Uh, ben, I, I know you can see my list now because I feel like those four or those three quarterbacks out of them, Carr, Cousins, and Tannehill, I don't feel like are nearly that close to to Hertz and Ryan. And I actually kind of disagree with you. Those second tier quarterbacks, I think are all more than capable of winning Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, they're I mean two of them already have. One of them made a Super Bowl. <laughs> the other one had yeah, like one of the best need, records in the know, league one year. Uh Justin Herbert won rookie of the year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those guys on, can all definitely we're win. We're largely on the we're largely on the same page. Like Derek, Derek Carr, if you have Derek Carr, or Kirk Cousins or Tannehill, like you need I mean Tannehill, yeah. had, Tannehill had an awesome team around him this year and he you know, obviously we saw how he played, but, you know. Well, actually, I mean, Tannehill did, man, he didn't. They had a lot of injuries. Both the receivers weren't healthy almost the entire year, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And Derrick Henry missed, like, 12 games mm-hmm. or something. So, not really. They really weren't that healthy. And then the defense regressed a ton due to, you know, just not being able to sign but anyone. But they, they should have, like, if he, if he was... A better if he was in the tier two, like if he if Tannehill was a tier two quarterback, they would have beaten the Bengals. Is what I guess I would say. No, no, I don't agree with that. If if I don't you that if you just give, I, I, I if think you if you give they, the if you give the Titans I wouldn't Dak put it Prescott, I wouldn't put it on Tannehill. If you give the Titans put it Dak on if you give the Titans Dak Prescott, the Titans would have beaten the Bengals. I think. I I disagree completely. Tannehill didn't even play that awful at all. I mean, you got to remember they had a lot of injuries. They they were deeply hurt in in big big. Uh, positions. I think if they were healthy, they'd be competing with the Bengals. But the Bengals just looked better than them, and the Bengals didn't even play well in that game. You know, do you agree with that at all, Ben? You, you're our Bengals expert here. I I think I think if you're gonna blame one person for the Titans losing that game, it's it's Ryan Tannehill he for was sure. Horrible. Um, yeah, I think I think if I think if the Titans had a top ten quarterback, they would have won that game. Because I mean, they almost won the game anyway. They honestly probably should have won the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Tannehill doesn't throw that pick in the, with a minute and a half left or whatever in the fourth quarter, then I think the Titans win that game. So yeah, um, I think I, I'm siding more with Trevor on that. One. Okay, okay, hey, no, no worries at all. Okay, let's go through some of our next ones. I I just put Hertz and uh, Ryan in my tier four. I changed that. But my next ones that I had before, I had five four. So I have in order: Garoppolo at 17, Winston at 18, Carson Wentz at 19, Teddy Bridgewater at 20. And Mac Jones at twenty one. Okay, so you had uh, James Winston. Where did you have James Winston? That was a little bit of a surprise. Okay, eighteen. Okay, so my I like Winston too. 
So my tier four, so at number 16 is where mine starts. I have Jimmy Garoppolo at 16, Mac Jones at 17, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz 18, Jalen Hurts 19, and Ben, oh, well, actually I have two more. I have Ben Rothsberger at 20, and I have Baker Mayfield at 21. That's my tier four. Interesting. So you didn't have Winston in there? No, Winston did not make, nope, Winston was not wow. in that tier. I'm surprised. I really like Jameis Winston a lot. And they, he looked good for the little time he was on the the Saints this past year. They, they actually played well. Uh, I'm pretty surprised you had him that low. I mean, he had 14 touchdowns and three picks in seven games. Yeah, you know? it was hard. Like, when I when I watched the Saints a couple times, like, when I was watching against the Patriots, it just seemed like the throws, and again, like, he has 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's really good. But it just seemed like it was just these easy plays where they had just, like, a wide-open receiver down the field. Like, I feel like constantly... The throws he were make he was making were like just these very easy throws down the field. Okay, there's a deep shot. The guy's wide open. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was because mm-hmm. of the games I actually watched when I watched the Saints. Maybe that's what I saw. And yeah. Maybe if I Who did you have games, but... after Mac Jones? Uh, so I had Carson Wentz eighteen, Jalen Hurts nineteen, Ben twenty, and Baker twenty one. Interesting. I I'm surprised you have Mac Jones that high. Uh, I, I mean, mean, he had a good season, but it wasn't a great season. I mean, he just, I, I don't know. It, all these guys, it's very close. But looking at, like, like Wentz had better numbers. But then I thought Mac Jones, like, pl- you know, really grew at the end of the season. Like, the beginning of his season was pretty bad. But I, so I think maybe that's why the stats don't look as good. And then he seemed to get better in general um, the latter part of the season. And then the playoffs, like, Buffalo just completely ran them out of the building. But... Like, in the the first couple drives, like, he wasn't playing that bad. Like, he made some good throws. He started getting them on drives. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't terrible. He certainly wasn't the reason they lost that game, that's for sure. Yeah, I I don't know if I can agree with that one either. Literally, the blurb that I have up here says, PFF rated him weeks 1 through 10, 5th among quarterbacks. Then 11th through 18th, he was 24th. So I don't know if he played better as the season went on. So he was. Um, so his be- his best games were like in the mid. So I think maybe more in the middle. So they had him fifth. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. They had him fifth in the first ten weeks. I don't uh, know. Ranked he, fifth, yes, the first attack because he he really hmm. played pretty good games. He didn't throw a lot of picks, and it was just clean games. Yeah. I think um, but it was okay, like let's move on weeks, to our last tier. I, I have four players in this last tier. Go ahead, Trevor. You can you can start us off. Okay. Yeah. So this is where like. Those guys in that tier, they've shown some sort of success. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait we forgot to ask Ben. Sorry, Benny. Substantial success, yeah. What did you think about our fours? I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> guys are that great. So, that and great. I like, because yeah. the reason I said this is because I don't even remember who Trevor said. I think I remember Trevor had Baker and Ben in his fourth tier. Brandon has them in his fifth tier. Um, he hasn't said either. They're not yet. great. And as somebody that was a fan of, of a team that had a, a quarterback probably in this four, third to fourth tier for a long time, I'm very happy that I do not. Ha- I'm not a fan of a quarterback in these fourth tier because the, when you get to these tiers, it's kind of like they're all right and they're you know, they they might be decent, but it's one of those where it's like you look at these guys really from tiers three on. It's like unless they have a lot of help, they're not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, don't I actually I don't have I don't a lot of mind on it. And there's three. a lot of, there's a lot of people that you can move back and forth. I think. And there wouldn't be a whole lot of um, discourse on it because I don't think it, I don't yeah. think it's that big of a deal to go from nineteen to twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tier five. Sorry, Trevor. I'm sorry. Your your turn. Tier yeah, five. Here. So this is where, like, technically, the tier five would include more guys than these four players because it's I don't know. Like, I could reasonably put like twelve different guys in this next four, and it would be like understandable. But anyway, here's my rankings. Um, twenty two. I have Teddy Bridgewater. 23, I have Taylor Heineke. 24, I have Jameis Winston. And 25, I have Gardner Minshew, which I know you are not happy with. But that is my uh, no. final four. No, Gardner Minshew, that's a, just such an atrocious 40, take. 41 uh, touchdowns, 12 interceptions in, in, in his career. Pretty, pretty, in, pretty interesting. In, in his career? All right, so hold on. <laughs> I I have Tua Tagovailoa in my top 25 this past season. Yeah. He threw 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He has better in one season. I almost had him. I almost had him. He was very close. Ah, uh, that's such a bad take. Martin Minshew, if he was good enough, he'd be starting somewhere. He's not. But here's here's my bottom four here. I have Jared Goff at 22. 
Uh, did you have Goff in there at all? So Goff would have been my next guy. He would have been 26. Oh, Trevor. Ben, can it you back been, this? So Goff, Goff and Tua probably would have been my next two, to be honest. Goff ben, is hard because, again, like, I don't he think he's terrible, he but him being right on the Lions has season. got a set. Like, that hurts him probably, like, uh, five to ten spots. He threw like, 19 touchdowns and eight picks. Yeah, he was all right this season. On, 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 uh, there's a team that's terrible. He had a 67% completion percent. Travis is such a bad take. It's so bad. If Minshew, but if I, you give Minshew a starting opportunity, if you put him in Pittsburgh, they I think did, Pittsburgh, and he wasn't good enough. He, what do you mean he wasn't good enough? He, he was on the Jags. Look, the, because the team around him, the team around look him at, is atrocious. Look at Goff's team. Put him on, put him on Pittsburgh. Put him on Pittsburgh. No, no, no. Look at what Goff has. What does Goff have? Put, Who's he running with? I think, I think Minshew could win you eight or nine games on the Steelers. No, oh Ben, Ben, help me out. I think he could, uh, based off of what we've seen. Uh, <laughs> you see uh, that groan, Trevor? He had a game against. You see that groan. He had a game with the Eagles when Jalen Hurts was out with the Jets, where he was really good. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. They won by like two touchdowns or something. He was. Who did they play? I, I agree. They played the Jets. I think, but the Jets. I they played the Jets. But he was oh, good. Trevor. He was Trevor. good. Trevor. Trevor, they could put me. They could put me as the quarterback versus the Jets, and I, I can get two touchdowns. I don't know if Minshew could be that consistent for a full year. I just don't think. Well, he, no, they, no. he hasn't it's, really gotten an opportunity. <laughs> do you want to know why he's gotten? He hasn't gotten an opportunity, Trevor. Do you want to know why? He need, because they no one invested in him because he's not no, a number because he's one not pick. Good enough. <laughs> he's not. He wasn't picked second in the draft like Zach Wilson, who sucks. He wasn't picked Zach number one like Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson like Sam Darnold, who also sucks. I I need some help. Somebody tweet at us at the small bar or comment on the podcast about Trevor's take here of putting a backup at twenty five. Someone someone help it's, me out. It's a good. But all right, let me let me say my top or my bottom five here. I've gone for twenty two. Roethlisberger at twenty three. Baker at twenty four and two at twenty five. All right. Reason I did this, I actually really don't mind golf. He's just an average quarterback. I mean, he really did not play that terribly at all. Uh. On, on a Lions team that is really, really bad. Hawkinson couldn't stay healthy. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown was good, but it's not like they had anything great going with their rushing attack. Their defense was terrible. They were arguably the worst team in you know, football. I mean, they, they didn't win a game. from They got an idiot as a head coach, so who knows? Um, I, I, I don't mind golf. Roethlisberger really didn't have that bad of stats when I was looking at it. 22 touchdowns, 10 picks. Uh, sixty almost sixty five percent completion percentage. Played in all, you know, are they playing sixteen games? Um, uh, I mean, they the, the Steelers weren't good, but I mean, he's not good. That's why he's in the bottom half. But twenty four is Baker. Baker's terrible. I mean, we've talked about Baker enough on this podcast. Uh, seventeen touchdowns, thirteen picks. He had three thousand yards in fourteen games. Uh, not his best performance of all time. Uh, with I think seven or eight guys that have been Pro Bowlers on his offense. Honestly, you could put Gardner Minshew can be better than Baker Mayfield. That's fine. But, but, but Brandon, how dare you slander Baker Mayfield like that and not mention how great he was in 2020? How dare you? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. My bad. He 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 was considered by NFL.com the 11th best quarterback in, in 2020. So what an accomplishing year that was. Uh, in number 25, I have Tua. Tua really did not play that bad. In the the Dolphins won seven yeah. straight games. Yeah, at the end of the year, he, he only was, played he was in better. thirteen games. He had sixty eight percent completion percentage, sixteen touchdowns, ten picks. With again, nobody on that team. <laughs> Who was he throwing to? I couldn't name any receivers. Actually, I could. Jalen Waddle was good. Jalen Waddle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Waddle was good. But it's not like they have a great tight end option. Not like they have a great running rushing attack at all. I mean, it's two against the world over there. So, and a pretty poorly managed team. So, honestly, I mean. Not that bad. I uh, Minshew's a terrible take, but I anything else that you want to Ben? What did you think about Trevor's bottom four and my bottom four? Well, I feel like I feel like Tua should be higher on both your guys' list. Okay, I don't know. Okay. I mean, again, like I don't think he's great, but I think Tua at twenty five seems kind of low to me. I I think what's tough, like if you look at the three guys I ranked ahead of him in this tier, I, I would take all of them over him. I really would. I mean, they all you play take Baker better. Over Tua? I don't know if I'd take Baker over Tua. I mean, yeah, I would take even Baker. if we just compare their stats from the past year. I get that. I, I mean, do. Tua I mean, has less interceptions. I'm no Browns fan, percentage. but Baker was kind of hurt. I'm no Browns fan. He yet. is. He was hurt. I'm not. I, I, I still, I still refuse to fully buy that argument. But I mean, they played. He played in one more game, and he had 400 more yards. He, he averaged more yards per attempt. He had more touchdowns. Uh, he had he had more rushing yards. I mean, he fumbled 
three times less. I mean, they're close. That's why they're next to each other. But yeah, okay. I I mean, Baker did have one good year, and two has had yeah. zero good yeah, years. Yeah, maybe so. I'm just thinking of two as potential that I guess we're still thinking is good. But I don't yeah, know. right. Maybe I mean, maybe he does have this potential. We just haven't seen it yet. And yeah. I mean, if that's yeah. the case, he moves up. So more than the answer reasonable. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the episode there for today. Um, but yeah, great episode. Great quarterback tears. We'll be able to look back through this. Um, if I remember, I'll link my tears and Trevor's tears. He's not going to remember. There's no way. You don't know that, Ben. You don't know that. I do. Um, but I, I, like I said, uh, thank you all so much for listening today. We really, really appreciate all the support. Um, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Leave that five-star review if you enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter at the small ball or click the link in the description. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.